Maddie, welcome to the Queen's Takeover. Thank you for joining us as we take over the podcast world. It's your girl Kat, aka the Texas Sport Queen. We also have the Carolina Boss Lady Kayla. Hello. And our resident adjuster, Jolie. Sup. Alright, well, we have a jam-packed show. Uh, before we get to that, uh, Friday and Saturday definitely belong to women's wrestling for sure. Um, as I we touched on last weekend, uh, our podcast had the honor of sponsoring uh, one of the matches for the Synergy's Women's GSI. Uh, apparently, both of our ladies, Jordan and uh, Trish, uh, killed it, uh, but Tasha Seals did end up winning the, G- the tournament, so congratulations to her. And then Friday night, I was able to drive out to Mission Pro's uh, run it back event and it was absolutely phenomenal they're doing like a wonderful job and uh congratulations to la rosa negra for becoming mission pro's first ever champion so we definitely can't wait to see what's going to happen with that in the future all right well with the jam-packed show um we needed to bring in some extra hands for this and we just happen to have the entire wrestling department from EDF Sports. I mean, if if in case you don't remember, uh, or uh, in case you're new to the show and everything, uh, Jolie, Kayla, and myself were part of EDF's wrestling department. Jolie is a podcaster. Kayla runs the department, and I'm a writer on the side. <laughs> and so we're happy to be joined by the rest of the guys today. And this is definitely a worldwide event. We've got our friend of the show from St. Lou, Mr. KC. Hello. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is your good buddy Casey Carlisle bringing it into you once again. Oh Lord, this is gonna be long ass show. <laughs> all right, and then out on the West Coast we have Mr. Pinto Beans himself, David. Hello. Hello. Thank you What's for having up, me. Dave? Excited for to be on the show. No problem. Thanks for ha- thanks for coming on. And then all the way representing Ghana, we got our boy Reggie. Hello. Hello, hello. I think Pinto and I. Hey, what's up, Reggie? KC, you are going to be the one screaming a lot. You will be screaming (laughs) a lot. Uh, It's like between, as far as like screaming, like I think it's going to be maybe KC and uh, Jolie the most. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Challenge accepted. Oh my god. Why <laughs> Eagles fly, baby? Yeah. And then it <laughs> And then it's like Dave, David's uh David's promised to bring a little uh heel factor to this also. So, so this is gonna be a hell of a show for sure. All right, so first things first, we do have to get this out of the way. Um anyone who's new on the show, we definitely want to get an aspect of as far as like how you got into wrestling to begin with. So Casey, you've been on plenty of times. You can take a backseat on well, this one. My original, like, hardcore wrestling memory was 1996 Royal Rumble. That was when I, like, was legit into it. Did you not hear me say you can take a back seat on this one? Because you've been on the I show doubt before. It. I doubt he did. No, I didn't hear the back seat. I'm sorry. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Sit tight so, over there, Casey. Damn it. All right. Speak when you're spoken so, to, ding-a-ling. <laughs> So Reggie, let me start with you. How did you actually be? How did you become a fan of wrestling fan? It was an Undertaker match. It was an Undertaker match. I don't remember which one it was. I can't remember. Well, it was his a match of his. I think. 
Okay, it was a retro. I was watching a retro program, and it was his first match, his Survivor Series match. And it was... 1990. Yeah. When he was coming into the ring, and I don't know, I just sat and I watched. And my dad was sitting by me, and he watched it, so he basically gave me a rundown of what The Undertaker was. And I just nodded and listened. And I, after that was done, I think they did go on. So it was basically like a career highlight of all his matches. So I was caught up. It was around 2000, 2001. So by the end of the program, I was caught up on his career. And I was like, okay, first off, I <laughs> like this guy. And so I want to watch more. Well, awesome. that was it. <laughs> Although the biker take, I, w- I wasn't really sure. I wasn't sure how I, but I liked the biker taker. I liked him in the games uh-huh. too, but uh, I don't know. Biker Undertaker was my favorite, man. You know, the American badass. He was he, a badass, but I he think was I, too, I, man. He'd come down to the ring on his Harley and go around the ring a I couple know, times. My favorite, <laughs> my favorite in the old games, I best part of it was using his Harley and just going mm-hmm. around the ring. I could just yeah, pick up the Harley over your head, and throw time. it as a weapon on the SmackDown games. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> but because the first thing I saw was his Deadman gimmick. I was eh, it took a while. It took a while. Right. Uh, but okay. my favorite high, Undertaker match was always oh. going to be the the King of the Ring where he fought Mankind, the Hell okay. in the Cell, because cool. <laughs> nobody thinks about the Shawn Michaels Hell in a Cell with Undertaker. Everybody no knows the Mankind Hell in a Cell. The only thing you remember about that was King just coming in. Yeah, the house and it ripping the door off. Yep. And what happened was when that uh, when that pay-per-view cracked off, that was in my hometown. Ooh. I was in St. Louis. Nice. Bad Louis. blood. Awesome. Yep. All right, David, same question for you. How'd you become a wrestling fan? Uh, I guess the first time I saw wrestling was I was watching something on TNT, and I saw a promo where they showed uh, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash coming in and kind of clearing the ring in WCW. Um, that uh-huh. like that iconic coming in with baseball bats and just kind of chasing everybody out. Uh, that was what got me to first be interested. And then I started watching Nitro. I was a huge Nitro fan for a while. Um, and then I would say Chris Jericho, when he came over to WWE, that was when I started <laughs> watching Raw more. Okay. Uh, yeah, because Raw was Jericho. Dude, Jericho was incredible in WCW. The, what the cruiserweights were doing was so awesome. And then he was just that step above just going out there, making an ass out of himself, but being hilarious. Yeah. The whole, the the Goldberg, whole Gold, the Goldberg feud. Yep. <laughs> and I mean, Ralphus, what a great character. Um, so yeah, then, bodyguard. I mean, and, and his, his debut in, in the WWF was incredible. Oh, the I countdown mean, clock. Yeah, the, yeah, the Y two J. Uh huh. So He's that, coming. That's pretty much what sold me on Raw, and then you know, okay. I went back and caught up on all the Raw I'd missed, and yeah. became a huge yeah. fan of the Brood. They were, oh, Ooh. dude, I love the Brood, Gangrel, yeah. Edge, and Christian. Yeah, and then the Hardy Boys for a small time too. Yeah, it was a bit of a it was a bit of a spinoff with the Hardy Boys. I but. It was yeah. it was something really unique and cool, and the, the bloodbath and the whole thing. It was the way it, their entrance was the best, man. Coming up from oh, the pit yeah. of fire, yeah. The way wrestling was presented back then was just, I think, much different, and that was that was what first hooked me. Yeah. Um, okay. Cool. 
and then, uh, you know, I was a casual fan for quite a few years while it wasn't, I didn't find it so great. Um, yeah, but then, uh, you know, different things pulled me back in, but I would say what's made me, what made me start watching every week again was Mm -hmm. that Kofi match. The, which one? The, the gauntlet. That first gauntlet match. Oh, oh yeah. When when Kofi didn't even win it, I think Randy Orton won it. It, it didn't matter when he went out there and turned the whole crowd from just. I mean, when it started, no one thought Kofi was even going to make it through the first person. Right. And then he just turned it around, and he had the entire the the entire world just behind him. And holy okay. shit, it was the first time for me that WWE programming had really like hooked me again. Like, really came in with a good story. It's like putting the fucking world title on a cruiserweight. Yeah. <laughs> and then they messed it up. They messed it up. Oh, yeah, the oh, squash not- match with Lesnar, yeah. That- yeah, let's not go there. Yeah. Let's not yeah, we're not talking about that today. This is a fun podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me so... All righty. Okay, so TLC coming up next weekend and everything. Let's get into some predictions. All right, so speaking of Kofi... All right, so we got the New Day, Kofi and Xavier defending against um, the Hurt Business again, Cedric and Shelton Benjamin. Snore. All right, if you're going to snore, mute yourself, buddy. I'm not kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going Kofi. I'm hoping they take it. Uh, Okay, hold on, hold on. All right, hold on, hold on. Okay, so... um, All right, so let me definitely go around and get some predictions in here and everything. Uh, Jolie, Jester, you're up. Fuck the Hurt Business, but they're going to win it, unfortunately, because I see uh, MVP getting involved. So I feel that they're going to win it, and it's just going to cause a feud between those two. And, you know, I I just I hate it because they forced Kofi to go into a hell of a match on Monday, and Cedric is really pissing me off as a little bitch now, so... I'm happy that he's a heel, but he's a bitch heel. So, well, he's no different than Leo Rush. No, at least uh, Cedric is actually a, a better wrestler than Leo. Leo I was going to say, at least Cedric has talent. <laughs> and and Leo looks like a fucking worm. <laughs> a worm is a nice way to put it. <laughs> um. So yeah, no, I, I see the hurt business winning by underhanded measures. So, alrighty, David. I I agree with that assessment completely. The uh, the hurt business. I I'm a big New Day fan, but I still think the hurt business is going to win this. The they they have that advantage in a match like this. So okay, Red Reggie. <sighs> there are only two tag teams in the world. How does that happen? How? <laughs> well, yes, the hurt business will win simply because it's just the two of them and. They've already lost a couple of times. I mean, it's not beneath the WWE to make them lose a third time and then make them yeah. lose, win some other time that just, yeah. I think they're going to do it now. And then we are going okay. to go back to them feuding with each other. And uh, yeah, especially on Monday, the whole Kofi going through a grueling match and hurting himself the last couple of weeks. They're going to make mm-hmm. it come to play here. Some way, somehow, underhanded means definitely. Uh, okay. We'll see, but it's the head business. Her, her business for sure. Okay. I, hey, I meant to ask you, Reggie. When um when uh Kofi made his uh, trip back to Ghana, did you have a chance to meet him or? 
No, no. Okay. I. It wasn't. It wasn't. How should I put it? There aren't a lot of wrestling fans in Ghana. Most of them are casual uh, viewers. Most Ghanaian fans are casual viewers. So it did make waves, and it, he did beat the president, so it was a big thing. But it wasn't something uh, a lot of people saw. Honest. It was he. He got to meet a lot of people and a okay. lot of celebrities, but he didn't meet a lot of like random people outside, outside those in his family at his hometown. So okay. not a lot of people got to see. Oh, okay. Oh man. All right. I wasn't. I wasn't sure like exactly where and everything. All right, Casey. Yes, ma'am. All right. What's up? Who's your pick? Who's your pick? For what? The tag match. <laughs> Kofi, of course. <laughs> okay. All right. New day. Got, got it. Okay. <laughs> Kayla? Um, as much as I would like to see the New Day retain, um, I definitely think the time is up for them. Um, Hurt Business, somehow MVP, or maybe even Bobby Lashley might get involved somehow. So I hate to say it, Cedric Alexander and Sheldon Benjamin, the Hurt Business, are coming out as Raw Tag Team Champions. Yeah, I'm a big, uh, I'm a big New Day fan myself and everything. But it's like as far as like with this match uh, is concerned, I, 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 I kind of have a bad feeling that uh, Hurt Business is finally going to get some gold around their waist. It's very unfortunate, of course, but it's going to happen. All right, all right. So SmackDown Women's Championship. Sasha Banks defending against Carmella. I'm not really dig. I'm still not digging Carmella's new shtick, her new uh, personality, or however this turn is going to be and everything. But I'm still not digging it. But I'm a Sasha fan through and through, so she was going to be my pick regardless. All right, Reggie, who you got? I I don't know about this one. I feel as if because Carmella just came in, they would want to push it to her. And then make them go back and forth over the title for a while. I want to see Sasha because okay. they are still going to be going off her appearance on The Mandalorian. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'll go with Sasha because they're fun. But <laughs> it would it, it would it would mess the whole presentation with Carmela if she loses. I don't get the gimmick as well, but I think it would mess okay. the presentation up. If she loses, and I feel as if they would want to put it on her for a while. But I'm oh. going with Sasha. Okay. Good call. <laughs> uh, Kayla, who you got? Wait, hang on. What match are we on now? Sorry, Sasha sorry. Sasha and Carmella. Um, Sasha and Carmella. Uh, the boss, the legit boss, is going to retain her title. She's going to get her spotlight. All right. David? Yeah, I'm going to have to pick Sasha here, but uh, I don't know. See, my problem with Carmella right now is that with her heel turn, they've got Corey Graves is behind her, and his commentary with her as a heel just doesn't work for me. I just, I don't know. I don't particularly enjoy it. Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't think that, that that turn is working out for her too well. I think Sasha yeah. retains here. All righty. Casey? Well, I'm gonna have to go with uh I'm gonna have to go with Mella on this one. Because 
to me, it's about time that Sasha Banks gets screwed over again by WWE programming. <laughs> and, you know, she's always got that shtick where, you know, she gets the title and then she holds it for a little bit and then somebody else just yanks that some bitch right off her waist. You know, so I'm going to have to go with Mella, especially since like uh, like somebody said, uh, she's got graves behind him, you know, graves behind her. So it's, you know, a lot of backstage politics if I'm going to have to, you know, put my two cents in. I may have to really, really reconsider having you on this show, buddy. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. Everyone's entitled to their own opinions. Uh, I, I think Jolie, Sasha Banks is insanely talented, but I just don't care for her. <laughs> okay. Yep. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Jester? If Vince values his motherfucking life, he will not have Carmella win on Sunday. Here's why. The crew will come and kill him. Sasha is uh, about 48 days now. And I think this is what one of her longest title reigns. Uh, si- uh, singles for uh, since she came up to main roster. Yes. Single singles title. Yeah. So this is her longest. yes. So I do not see them putting it on bougie Carmella. Um, I feel that she does need backup. So I'm wondering if somebody will step up to be Sasha's eyes and ears. And uh, I would like to point out that was not a sommelier. That dude was just a guy in a jacket that looked nice um, because a real sommelier would not get involved with that type of thing because they do not want to mess up anything when it comes to their nose, their mouth, or their hands when they have to deal with wine. How do I know this? One of my good friends is a sommelier. So that was actually very stupid to claim that guy was a sommelier. Yeah, I had to do a double take. I had to do a double take on that one because I thought it looked like Wally at first. <laughs> I was, I, when I saw that dude out there, I'm like, he's a, sol- a Solomon, a s- whatever. I can't pronounce it right now. Solomon, yeah. I'm like, no. One, he doesn't even have the proper glasses. If you're going to pre- like make this guy actually be somebody who knows wine, put the proper fucking glassware out there. You don't do champagne fucking flutes for Solomon. No, you don't. They don't deal with champagne. They deal with wine only. Dumbasses. I think someone who doesn't really understand it is giving them ideas. And, yeah. Well, it bugs me because I have worked in fine dining before, <clears throat> so it's like, can they just not do stupid shit like that? But, yeah. It's WWE. <laughs> and I would bet money that, and I hate AEW, but they would know the difference. <laughs> very, Ouch. very true. Very, very true. Oh, man. Alrighty, let's see what's next. Uh, the Fiend, Bray Wyatt, and Randy Orton. I think right now it's just a regular singles match. I don't know if they're gonna um, twist something into it and everything. So we'll have to see. All right, Kayla. Uh, um, if anybody that knows me, I've never been a big fan of the Fiend. Haven't been big fan of Bray Wyatt. Um, but the whole Alexa Bliss story, because I love Alexa, it's got me, you know, it's got me involved. Um, so I think they're finally holding the um, grudge with the whole Orton burning down the compound a while back. Um, but I'm going to say, let him in. Fiend's going to be Orton at TLC. Okay. Casey? Okay. 
You have obviously no question there because I'm a Fiend fan, 100%. All righty. Reggie? Oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. The Fiend. Oh, okay. (laughs) Reg, you got the Fiend too, Reggie? The Fiend. I don't see him losing. And if he does, yeah, I will be pissed. You'll be pissed. (laughs) I fixed the story because he hasn't lost to anyone who wronged him yet. So it will fit the story. I'm going okay. with him mainly because I like him, yes, and because it will fit the story. Okay. All right, David. Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say Randy Orton here. I'm a okay. I'm a big fiend fan. Um and I like the way that that they've been kind of have he, having him haunt Randy Orton. I think Randy's mm-hmm. gonna win, but I think that in the end, there's going to be some sort of situation where the fiend is the one standing tall. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Alrighty, Jester. Um, as of right now, it's just a normal match, so I would possibly think that it'd be a DQ, having the fiend win, but Randy being the one with the DQ, uh, DQing himself because he can't put the fiend out which could lead to most likely a another match at Rumble. I don't see them ending the storyline anytime soon. So, but if it's a stipulation match, um, st- stipulation matches are Randy Orton's wheelhouse. And, you know, with no fans, he's not going to get booed like uh, Rollins did in Hell in a Cell. Oh, yeah. So, but then again, people just hate Rollins to hate Rollins. Nobody really hates Randy at all. Randy is probably one of the most, you know, beloved heels, to be perfectly honest. Because when he's a good guy, everybody wants him back to being a bad guy. True, true. So, I feel that either way, like I always say, when it comes to matches where both both competitors are highly liked, we win as fans, and I just want to see the storyline keep going. And I want somehow uh, Nikki Cross to get involved. Ah, I keep, I've said this a thousand times. I miss Psycho Nikki for sure. All right, next up, I got to get this match out of the way because I know how my girls feel about this match, especially with one of the participants involved. So I'm going to get this one out of, I'm going to get this one out of the way really, really quick. We've got women's tag team title match with Nia and Shayna Baszler defending against Asuka and Lana. And, um, uh, yeah, it's like, if you've heard the show before, girls have issues with Lana. So, uh, Jolie, do I have to time you or are you going to make this quick? <laughs> I will make this quick. Um, have they actually decided a stipulation on this match yet or no? Uh, to my knowledge, no. All right. So if it's a TLC match, I would actually be very fearful because Asuka is two for two in TLC matches when it comes to titles. But I hope to God that the only thing that Lana wins is her ass going through a table or multiple tables and somehow Nia and Shayna retain because if for the love of fuck Lana wins before the riot squad, again, Vin's better run for his life. Okay. Kayla, I'll let you get your your, your, uh, two cents out of the way before I go to the guys. If it's a regular match, no special effects or anything um my prediction is oscar and lana's going to win via disqualification due to naya's going to throw her through the table shana's going to get involved but 
like my girl Je- uh, Jolie said, if Lana and Asuka wins the titles, not I don't got nothing against Asuka. I love Asuka. But if Lana gets the titles before the Riot Squad, like Jolie stated, Vince McMahon better run for his life because the three girls from the Queen's Takeover podcast is going to make a trip to Connecticut. So Vince, don't do it. I repeat, don't do it. Um, But either way, if it's special stipulation or singles, um, it's going to be a good match, hopefully. Probably a short match. But um, single uh, re- singles, it's going to be Lana and Asuka via disqualification. If it's any other way, more than likely, Jax and Baszler will retain. Okay. And the only way that I would want to see Lana and Asuka win, if it's a very short reign and they can get the titles to Riot Squad ASAP. That would be the only, that would be the only way. Hell no. Uh, uh, all right. Okay, 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 okay. okay. All right, I, I will leave it at that then. All right, really, so, really, really, really. I, you want I, Lana? You want fucking Lana to hold a belt before Liv and Ruby? What the fuck is wrong with you? I said that would be that would be the only way. But it's like, if I had my preferences, yes, I would rather get what I would rather have Riot Squad to have the titles first. But I'm so sick of Nia and Shayna, so. I'll just I, I'm uh, I'll just leave it at that for now. Cat, Jolie's right. coming to Texas. Watch your back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll deal with her later. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Now, David. Okay, I know uh, you got a different perspective on this. So, uh, fire. I, I am a fan of the uh, Lana Oscar combo. I think I think that they can complement each other quite well. Um, because Asuka is such a badass and Lana is just the opposite of that. But Lana is excellent at talking shit. If, if nothing else, I think that she, she can get on the microphone and, and actually deliver a heartfelt promo. Um, and while I don't care for her, nor do I think that she should be holding a title, I do like the combo. Um, but I still, I don't, I don't think that they're going to be able to beat Nia and Shayna. I, uh, I see Nia and Shayna walking away with the titles TLC. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Reggie. Okay. This is when I feel I should make a run. I really want to run about this because I don't like this. I really don't like this team. First of all, okay. I'm sorry. I think. It's vibration from here, my text messages, so sorry about that. Okay. I don't like this team. Like, I don't like this whole setup, this whole angle. You have, you have Asuka and Shayna Baszler in your company, and you do not want to push them. Maybe it's because of how they look. That's what I felt for a while. They don't okay. look the way he wants his women to look. That's just okay. what I think. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't have a problem. But you have them. Asuka has the title. I don't remember the last time she actually defended the title and looked strong. I don't remember the last time Shayna Baszler had a match and looked strong. The only person in this whole thing that looks strong is Nia Jax for some reason. I have my issues with Nia Jax. And then there's Lana. I'm sorry, but in 
maybe if Lana was just starting wrestling and you wanted me to like her and feel she's lovable and I should root for her even though she has been bullied, fine. But this is the Lana that was with the Rusev that were super heels. And all of a sudden, she's supposed to be a fucky beginner who has bad luck when it comes to wrestling. I, I don't know what they want us to see with her, and I can't. I can't do it. Simply because you have Asuka and Shayna involved in this, and it doesn't look good. And I don't see how they are going to win. Because as JC said, they are, Asuka is two for two. And with Lana there, it looks like she, they will lose, which is bad. And if she and Lana win, first off, how did she get the tag title before the Riot Squad? And how, in God's name, was she and Asuka, Asuka's side, beat Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler for the titles? I don't understand. I really don't. But I feel as if they are going with Lana because there are people who are actually behind her story. Right. So it looks like, I don't, I don't know if, because if Asuka is still the women's champion for all, if she loses, mm-hmm. it makes her look bad. And I feel as if they will let Charlotte come take the title from her. So they won't let her look weak. I, I don't know. This is a match where I don't think any of us is actually invested in and actually likes. And I'm just going to go with Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler because I can't see Lanning. I, I get why they're a lovable team together. Yes, but I can't see them winning. I, I just can't. I really can't. And to beat Shayna, because at the end of the day, Shayna is the one who's going to take the thing. And that would just drive me crazy. How many she's taking two already? I can't. A third one? No, 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 no. No, no. I'm done. No, no worries, Reggie, because I, I think you've you pretty much been uh, spewing what uh, these two have been saying like for weeks and everything, so you're all good. <laughs> all right, Casey. Okay, now, I'm going to have to start with the performers in said match. I enjoy Nia Jax. Now, I also think that she's an unsafe worker, but that's neither here nor there. I also enjoy Shayna Baszler. And I think Shayna Baszler is freaking awesome because she's bringing legitimacy back to wrestling, you know, since she crossed over from MMA. Now, Asuka, don't even get me started on Asuka. I am an Asuka fan for days and days. There's one person in this uh, equivalent here that is not fitting the bill. And it starts with an L and it ends with a Lana. (laughs) And... While she may be the best shit talker right now, she can't back it up. That is my biggest problem. You know, like I understand that, you know, WWE programming and whatnot, but it's like, no, if you're going to talk all that shit, you better be able to back it up, girl. <laughs> and that's it's why like, I there's like a the reason, combo. There's a reason you've like been put through to... fucking tables for weeks and weeks and weeks. <laughs> you know, now my pick is definitely going to have to go to Lana and Asuka because I think they're going to be a transitional champion for the Riot Squad, you know? And that's what people forget is transitional champions. Yeah, they put the belt on you, but they only put a belt on you for a week and a half. And guess what? You lost it to the people that actually deserve the belt. 
while I agree with that assessment of them actually being a transitional champion, it would make more sense and make a lot more um, of a storyline if it was the Riot Squad to actually beat Shayna and Nia because of the fact that Shayna has fucking bullied both Liv and Ruby. So that's I think very be, true. I think it, you know, while I understand the transitional championship, I honestly feel that it should be uh, Liv and Ruby to actually take it off of Shayna and Nia just because of the fact that they have been bullied by them so much, especially in that um, Survivor Series match where Liv lost her shit and went fucking eight balls on all of them. Right. So, I mean, Either like, I understand your point of view, but like it's like if you want good, if they if they want to go back to what the roots of wrestling is, and that is storytelling, giving Lana and Oscar the transitional titles is not good storytelling. That's very true. I'll give you that. All righty. So uh, I, I mean, uh, we all eventually want the belts off Shine, uh, Shayna and Nia, but it all depends on like who's actually going to take them off there. So. We'll see what happens. All right. So last two matches, both of the TLC matches. Uh, let's see. Universal title, Rowan defending against KO. This story is getting crazier and crazier. David, who's your pick? Roman. Uh, I love KO. He's awesome. He's great in lots of different ways. But Roman is just, it's what it is right now. Roman is the, the WWE He's the representative. I mean, they've got him out front of everything. I don't see him losing the title anytime soon. All righty. Jolie? I see Roman retaining, unfortunately, as much as I would love KO to have the title again. Um, but we're just going to wait and see what happens. Uh, but, yeah, Roman's winning because he's the head of the table, unfortunately. Yeah. And Jay's going to get involved somehow, even though Jay got his ass beat by a chair. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, I was there. I was actually fortunate enough to see K- KO win the Universal title the first time. As much as I would love to see him get it a second time. Yeah, Roman's not losing that title to WrestleMania, at least. At least. At this point. Reggie? That's the holy shit. Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. I don't, you, the last one they had was awesome. They have really good performance. I think because of how Kevin is presented, you don't get to see it often. But they are good performers. And now Roman is the way we want him to be. He is the Roman we wanted all this time, but he didn't give us because we were forcing him down our feet. That aside, the head of the table is going to win simply because he is the bad guy of the moment. He is the person to beat at WrestleMania. He is going to retain. Unfortunately, it's at the expense of Kevin Owens. But he is going to retain. But the takeaway from this is that it is, I mean, they made Roman Reigns and Jay Russo so good. And we have spoken about it so long. So imagine what is going to happen with Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens. And then there's going to be an angle. There will probably be an angle where Jay gets involved. It is going to be so good, and seeing Roman's character go further down the path he's going, looks like he's going crazy sometimes. In the last match, it looked like it, and when he 
attack Kevin. It looked like it, so it's going to be cool. It's going to be awesome. Like Roman is going to win, hands down. No All right. <laughs> even if we didn't like him, even if he wasn't the character he was now, and he had the title, and he was still Roman that we don't like, he would win. That like, he is winning. That like, is awesome. What he's just put <laughs> All righty. Ah. Uh. Now, Kayla, you just got to meet Jay, and he said that this is some of the best work of his best work he's ever done. So, who's your who's your pick? Um, yeah, that kind of shocked me. Um, he does not like getting his butt beat every week, but he says he actually does enjoy the storyline. Um, I am going to kind of reference a little something a while back when I did get the chance to meet the Miz. He did say something. When it comes to a wrestler, you either love him or hate him. Well, obviously, Reigns has that going for him. You either love him or you hate him. So, um, it's obvious. Um, I do love Kevin Owens. I've always been a fan of Kevin Owens, Hill or face. Um, I would like to see him a two-time universal champion, but unfortunately I won't have to agree that this is probably one of Roman's best heel. You just want to go to the screen and just strangle him sometimes, but, um, but no, um, Roman's going to continue to have the head of the table till possibly wrestlemania so roman reigns is going to retain the universal title and possibly there sh- might be an interference by mr jay uso himself all righty casey okay well first of all i'm gonna have to put my money on the head of the table because i really don't see him losing that belt and on top of that like everybody else has been saying, there's going to be some Uso involved. And to be quite honest, I'm digging Roman's heel turn. You know, they kept shoving him down our throats as a baby face for so long. And it's like, dude, we like Roman Reigns, but, you know, we want to see him do something. You know, I mean, outside of Sierra Hotel, India, Echo, Lima, Delta, shield. <laughs> You know, it's like, come on, let him be a bad guy. Let him, let him, you know, be what Dean Ambrose was for a while. <laughs> so my money's going on uh, the head of the table. Yeah, definitely on that. Uh, before we get to the last match, and I'm so glad you brought that up because I totally forgot to mention this. Definitely congrats to Becky and Seth for the birth oh, of Rue. Little, little Rue. And, and it looks like we're going to get, like, an all-female shield uh, in the future. <laughs> that would be fucking awesome. We're all walking around with our fucking canes and shit. <laughs> and there's a female shield. <laughs> and for the record, I did predict that she would be born in the first week of December, making it possible for Becky to at least show up at Royal Rumble and definitely make an appearance to wrestle at WrestleMania. You heard it here first. Well, the only person that would be able to predict that is Jolie. Becky Lynch is number one fan. <laughs> I'm not her number one fan. I just know women who have done CrossFit like she does, who were pregnant yeah. and did a marathon a month after their kids were born. So good gravy, and, and and it's win-win for Vince because like he needs his stars right now, and if she can come and Seth can come later, like you. Will I know Seth. Seth can stay out. Seth. Seth. Seth is good being gone, but you know we'll take Becky back any day. Yeah, but. It's Vince. It's Vince. Like he is going to bring Goldberg at some point. We might see Goldberg at the Royal Rumble. Oh my god! Oh my god! 
Oh my god. Oh, I've been hearing rumblings about Goldberg coming up at the Royal Rumble to face Roman. Oh my uh, god. Okay, okay oh my let's not goodness. go there. Be- let's let let's not go yeah, there it's because just that's gonna, gonna be another everybody. <laughs> that's gonna be another half hour discussion, and we still got like a, another half of the show to get to. Look, <laughs> it's very simple. Oldberg will try to spear him, Jay will take the spear. Roman will spear him five times, hit him with a Superman punch twice, and then pin his ass. That's it. Game over, and Oldberg can go retire like a fucking idiot like he is. <laughs> and on Okay, and on that note, last match for TLC. The other TLC match, Drew McIntyre defending against uh, AJ Styles. And, of course, AJ has big almost in the corner and everything. David, who's your pick? <laughs> I'm sorry. Where were we? Do you know what that up? She's going to uh, fact check you on that, sir. <laughs> Last match, AJ, AJ and uh, Drew McIntyre. Oh, AJ and Drew. Yeah, uh, I'm actually picking the Miz to win that. I think he's going to walk away with the title. I think he's going to cash in. There's going to, you know, Drew and AJ are going to throw on a banger of a match, and then they're going to knock each other out. Miz is going to run in, climb the ladder, grab the title. Okay. Curveball right off the bat. All right. Okay, okay. Through through me for a loop. <laughs> Kayla? Make it short and sweet and to the point. Mr. Scottish Psychopath's going to retain his title, Drew McIntyre. Alrighty. Casey? Well, I'm going to have to actually agree with David on that one because I totally forgot that The Miz was still Mr. Money in the Bank. So I could totally see the swerve coming in where, like David said, they beat the flying fuck out of each other. And then Miz comes in and pins Drew or, you know, goes and gets the title. But then again, Mr. Money in the Bank has technically cashed in like uh, five different times now and somehow still taking his briefcase away. <laughs> so you never ring the bell so it doesn't count. It, it, yeah. <laughs> Until the bell rings, it doesn't matter. It's not official. <laughs> no, I'm going to have to agree with, uh, with David on that one. I see a swerve coming in. All righty. Reggie? I'd actually forgotten about the briefcase. I had completely forgotten, and that's, wow. If the briefcase doesn't come to play, I see Drew winning. Because I don't see him losing right now after um, winning his belt back two-time champion. Personally, okay, I'd have to skip. I feel as if Royal Rumble, it's going to be someone from SmackDown winning to face Roman Reigns. That's I'm booking like I'm guessing my winner right now will be from. Oh, you think way ahead? <laughs> yeah, and so if if Drew loses right now, unless they find a way to make him win it later at the Royal Rumble or the next pay per view, I I really if if okay now okay David has actually messed my horse. <laughs> Because I was going straight up Drew, but now with Miz in there, I'm kind of second-guessing and I'm trying to think of how... Okay. I don't think he's going to crash him now. I think Drew wins. They're going to beat the crap out of each other. True. Almost is going to play a part somehow, but I think Drew is going to win. Now, if Curveball after Miz comes and pins Drew, then maybe that'll be a Royal Rumble match. But okay. I think Drew will win. All right. All right. David, messing everybody up there. <laughs> All right, Jolie. Drew retains. Miz does try to cash in, and I think we might get an ultimate swerve. 
starting a new feud with The Miz, with the John Morrison turning against him and causing him to lose his contract. Very short and sweet. Because you have brought that up before. Look at it. He's been beaten up by Alexa Bliss. John has been The Miz's punching bag now since they've come to Raw. And it would make sense, especially if Miz is a heel and they turn John Morrison into a face. And with the possibility of Melina returning, uh, you know, it would kind of be a cool way if she does return to the WWE to and make those two a, a tandem again mm-hmm. somehow. I mean, I loved Eminem back in when they were in. Right. Mercury and Morrison, I fucking love them. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you know, and with Naomi being on Raw, if you bring her on to Raw... We got split versus rear view. We're fine. So, you know, we, I, I would just like to see that Morrison turn on The Miz because I feel like that's a, another, again, another compelling storyline because week in and week out, Morrison has been the one getting his ass kicked while The Miz right. runs away like a little bitch. Well, and on top of that, if you want to talk about talent, Morrison is just oozing over The Miz. You know, the Miz has got his, he's got the fucking stick work, but that's about it. You know, let's see the Miz do fucking 27 flips and, you know, spins off of the top rope. I mean, I would honestly love to see Morrison versus Cedric Alexander or Morrison versus Ricochet. They need to break him. Oh, Ricochet or Dominic. Dominic would be a good one for him too. Morrison versus anybody would be a match. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Morrison can but carry anybody. Is, <laughs> That's for sure. With the Miz limits him. I mean, they are comedy actors. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I just feel that, you know, now might be a good time to split them up, have them both go on singles runs, and even have Morrison go against Lashley for the United States title. I mean, at least he, des- he deserves gold around his waist. I mean, if he was still on SmackDown, I would love to see him go against Sami Zayn because. Sami Zayn has a lot of those same similar skills that uh, he has. And I mean, I know we all kind of don't like Sami Zayn's shtick right now, but I mean, he's a heel. What are you going to do? I would love for him to turn back into towards the El Generico version of himself and not look like he belongs in a Shea Guerrero um, internment camp fighting against the fascist governments of the world. So, Jolie, it's Shea Guevara. (laughs) <laughs> just <laughs> just so you know whatever he looks like he's part of a resistance team of uh, oh i i totally agree he looks like he's a fucking you know he looks like he's living down in cuba as a resistance fighter there we go thank you exactly oh either way you slice it tlc is going to be very interesting a lot of it seems like we're on the same page on most of these matches at least and everything so we're definitely going to see how that plays out all right. Well, before we get oh one more one more piece of business to take care of uh, on Twitter for like the past week, and we did announce it on the last show and everything. We were we've been um, taking entries for a little giveaway for little uh, Elf Omi, little uh, Naomi ornament and everything. And I did draw the winner like right before we started recording and everything. And luckily, I don't have to wait too long to get in touch with them because the winner's case, actually Casey. No fucking way. I won the Naomi Elf on the shelf. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> That's awesome. It's like, and since you're actually not part of the podcast and everything, you were you are technically eligible for it. I was eligible, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, nice air quotes right there. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, yeah, cool. just so happy. 
Yes, it's very coincidental and everything that you ended up winning and everything. So congratulations. Uh, give me your address later, and uh, I'll get it shipped out for you this week. Yep. Well, the post. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like, a, yeah, it's like all the people and everything. It's like, yeah. So, yeah. So congratulations. I'll get it. I'll get it. I'll try to get it shipped out to you this week. Okay. So <laughs> end of 20. So we're at the end of 2020. A couple weeks left, of course. And yes, we want this whole fucking year to be over with uh for like the obvious reasons but let's go ahead and highlight some of the best things from wrestling in general this doesn't have to be just wwe or nxt it could be wrestling in general so we definitely have some categories that we want to go through for like the best of the year and let's start off big um let's actually let's let's do this first david your breakout star of the year your breakout wrestler of the year uh, I, I'm going to have a tie between Dominic Mysterio and Darby Allen since they're both so very different, but I think they both, uh, yeah, had crazy breakout years. Okay, cool. And it's like, I love the Darby pick and everything, especially since he picked up the title earlier and everything. So I love that pick. Uh, Jolie. Well, I'm going to do one male and one female. My male breakout star of the year would have to be Keith Lee starting with the Royal Rumble and ending with him winning the double championships and now him being a very prominent face on Raw. And for the women, I would actually like to say Dakota Kai. I think that she has come on into her own as um, a top heel, um, even though she does have Raquel, but she has put on bangers of a match uh, with Io and, and she did a, an amazing job in War Games. So those are my two picks of standout stars of the year. All righty. And I definitely love that Keith Lee one. Good job there. <laughs> and and of course it's like he it's like he went from like Royal Rumble. Uh he, it's actually he just won the NXT North American title like right before that and everything. And um and just a double champ and like that's my boy, that's my boy. Uh Reggie. I have I have difficulty with this one. Would Eddie Kingston be eligible for breakout star of the year? Even though he has been in the business, I did not know him until this year. I mean, first of all, before I talk about him, I think... Um, Fair enough. With regards to the women, I think NXT's women have done so, so much. Like, they... If I was put in the world of NXT, WWE, and AEW, I think all the NXT, all the NXT women have been phenomenal. They have... Agree. All... They've all had standout matches, all of them. I, I don't remember. I don't think there has been a bad match between them, any of them. And all of them, outside those who are the popular ones, Io Shirai and Candice Larry, they've all done so well. And so if you were to even pick one, if you were to pick one person out of them, because Kai, who, uh, they've all done so well. And for that, it has to be said. Because WWE is doing whatever they feel like they want to do with their women, and AEW is having its issues. Aside that, mm-hmm. Eddie Kingston for me, I did not know okay. who he was until the start of the year. I have, I have his mic work, his wrestling. I mean, gosh, Ugh. I, <laughs> I don't, Eddie Kingston. I don't know what to say. I could say a lot, but I will take time. Eddie Kingston. Mm-hmm. 
No, no problem. I mean, that's that's why I definitely wanted to open this up besides WWE and NXT and everything, because it's like Impact's been killing it. And then AEW has some standouts on their own and everything. And Eddie Kingston definitely be wanting up one of them. So, yeah, he's definitely eligible on this. Any, yeah. And so just anybody from wrestling in general. All right, Casey. OK, we doing breakout stars or wrestler of the year. Breakout star of the year. OK, well. I would have to go with Dominic Mysterio, Buddy Murphy, and I have to agree with David that Darby Allen, because I love me some Darby Allen watching him do that coffin drop. Like, that is one of the coolest top row moves I've ever seen. Right. You know, no, you know, no look, no nothing. Okay. Oh, God, I hope this goes right. It wow. looks like it would hurt. It looks like it would hurt a lot. Oh, dude. For whoever is taking it. You need to watch some of Darby Allen's skateboarding videos, man. That dude has, like, he is immune to pain, apparently. <laughs> but, yeah, I'll have to go with Dominic, Buddy Murphy, and Darby Allen. All right. Nice, like, nice little trio there. Yeah, like, Dominic definitely came on and surprised me a lot this year. Oh, man. yeah. But look and at so who his daddy is. is. There's no way that oh, you yeah. could not have that fucking talent, you know. That's bred into you. <laughs> I mean, I was actually scared he would be a problem. I was scared for a moment. Especially you think he was going to hurt himself? No, I, 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 I was worried he would not be that good because um, his dad's whole thing is being a cool Yeah, he's got something to live up to. Yeah, and I got because you. of his heights too, I was actually worried what kind of star would he be what kind of wrestler would he be because he can't be like his dad because of his stature and i was thinking this would be one of those wrestler your dad is in here so we're gonna push you to the moon but he oh, actually yeah. presented him well you have he's grown on to you he wrestles well he can take bumps well and oh yeah yeah the dude I, could bump for days that's for damn sure there that dude could well, bump Lan- days. Lance Storm, Lance Storm was the one who trained him, so you oh. know damn well he's going to be a good fucking. Yeah, he's going to be able to take bumps. Yeah, shit, Lance Storm. I ain't heard that name in a while. Lance Storm trains you then. <clears throat> I think he just got rehired, or he is going to be rehired by the WWE. I'm not sure if I read that right. He probably is a producer or something, or a backstage agent. I saw I something guess. like that of him be- being a producer or something on Twitter. I don't remember the exact wording of the tweet, but I saw something. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Nice to see that they're picking up the old stars again and keeping them going. What's Mean Gene was still alive, man. I miss him. <laughs> hey, Jolie, didn't I read something about them already bringing back Finley? Yeah, they brought back Finley to work with Lemon again, too. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Even better. All right. Kayla, your breakout star of the year. Oh, well, um, some downtime at work. Um, I was bouncing back and forth at first Darby Allen. I do have to say he did, um, pretty much break out, but that's not who I ended up leading, uh, leading, end up leading to. I ended up going with breakout starting year. I ended up going Cody Rhodes because, um, back in February, when they introduced the first ever steel cage match, I was part of that in Atlanta, the way he did that, that was amazing. Um, him winning the TNT championship, I'm basically giving him kudos to how much respect he had to all the wrestlers that went up against him. Um, most people, after they have a match, what do they do? They're like, eh, whatever, I don't care. He always showed that respect, regardless if they didn't want it to. Very true. Um, 
and even after he came back and you know just some of the stuff and even after Darby had won the title from him it was just just so much a lot of people wouldn't understand but I think I'm gonna say Cody and then if we do a female um, I'm gonna jump down to NXT Miss Io Shirai she has been on top since she's won that title and unfortunately when the time comes that she's going to lose it i'm going to be sad but she's on fire especially when she's like just tells um tony i don't have a problem with you i just don't like you you know so (laughs) but um it's very hard to do breakout star of the year so honestly i think actually let me go ahead and just say three for me darby allen eo shirai and cody rhodes there we go can't decide (laughs) i gotta agree with kayla on that uh she eo is just like that girl has white hot heat on her as far as being on fire goes, you know, even if she ain't a heel, you know what I mean? That girl is like, she's sailor moon going to the top. Right. No, definitely. It's like EO's like, EO definitely jettisoned after she won the title and everything. And uh, like I said earlier, I agree with Jolie about Keith Lee and everything. And one who's kind of been like, kind of like trekking, little upwards uh lately um in the past in the past few weeks and everything is uh Raquel Gonzalez and then of course yeah if any if the next person to possibly take the title off of EO it's probably gonna end up being Raquel. We'll definitely see how that plays out. All right. So tag team of the year and there's been some tag team matches this year. Holy shit have there ever been. Reggie you want you want to jump in first on that? <sighs> Tag team of the year, Hangman Page and Kenny Omega. Hands down. Oh, okay. Hands down. Because let's be honest, if we talk about WWE, they don't respect tag team wrestling too. I mean, we literally have, this has been a year of breaking up teams. Every Mm -hmm. team has been broken up for no reason. And I think the most annoying one to me personally is Iconics because we broke them up to make them tag team with other people elsewhere I don't understand that aside <laughs> Kenny Omega <laughs> Kenny Omega and Hangman Page have been amazing this year as singles yeah. competitors they've been amazing as a tag team they've simply told a story I mean tag teams break up a lot but they told right. a story of us knowing that they were going to break up of us thinking that Hangman was the one who was going to turn heel. And here we are yeah. in December, and we have the biggest heel turn ever since Montreal. <laughs> and we hate Kenny Omega. How is that? How do you manage that? That's like making <laughs> all wrestling fans hate Randy Orton. That is next to impossible. And you did that yeah. with Kenny Omega. But as a tag team, their matches were amazing. I mean, their match with the Young Bucks was amazing. They have yeah, I remember that they one. They work well as a team, and the story they told has been perfect. Tag team of the year. They are a Frankenstein team, but among all the tag teams <laughs> around this year, I think they have been the most successful, and they have told a brilliant story. So I give it to cool. Them. Good, good, so good selection there, and uh, I think Kayla will agree with your assessment about Iconics being the most annoying ones. <laughs> <laughs> All right, David, who's your tag team of the year? Street Profits. Very simply. I mean, I love them. I've been a huge fan since NXT, and uh, I, I, I enjoy the party that they bring. 
and they've been champions pretty much all year. Yeah, yeah, since yeah, definitely. I there has been a few times I thought they were going to lose them, but they hadn't. I mean, quick, can I ask David a quick question? Um, Go David, ahead. How do you feel about the whole cup dropping from the sky thing with the, with the speed profits? I I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I love them too, <laughs> but the whole cup thing just I don't it's, know what it's, I think about. It's over the top. I'm not a huge fan of it, but without the crowd, like the way they used to come in through the crowd was something awesome. I love that. But now that they don't have that, the cup drop is, it's all right. It's a little ridiculous, and but the last couple of WWE. Weeks has looked, the last couple of weeks, they have looked out, has looked bad. I don't know why they still persist with it. I don't know. WWE. Yeah. Yeah, WWE in their own shtick. Mm. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Jolie, tag team of the year. I am going to go with Sasha and Bailey. Okay. I would pick a, a male. If I was going to go male, it would be the Undisputed Era because they have completely dominated NXT for the most part. Um, which I would like to say that NXT has actually put a big emphasis on tag teams. So to me, that says. Um, that they might actually start focusing on tag teams up in the main roster. But I pick Sasha and Bailey because similar to the Hangman and Kenny Omega storyline, you knew they were going to turn on each other eventually. You just didn't know who was going to do it, just like with the Sasha and Bailey tag team. Um, but there's, I feel that more people were invested in Sasha and Bailey because it has been such a long, drawn-out storyline. Um, long. So, yes. Yes, very. I think it. You know, it all started with WrestleMania 35, and then Sasha disappearing and having to deal with her mental health issues, um, which we respect her for um, doing her chronicle, letting us know what was going on. I believe you know it definitely put it a light onto the mental health issues that wrestlers actually go through. So I, I really enjoyed the storytelling because you didn't know who was going to turn on who. Would they make Bailey back into a face after she's become a mega heel, which she really has in the the cocky heel persona that she has now adopted? I love her shtick with uh, Bianca Belair right now. I'm really enjoying that. Um, I feel that you know that that tag team has definitely been better than anything that the Young Bucks or Kenny Omega. I'm sorry, they can out wrestle. They seriously can out wrestle those guys, hands down. And young bucks are pieces of shit anyway. So, and before, she, and, and it's like, and of course, Jolie was right. She did predict Bailey was going to turn on Sasha. <laughs> she has brought that up a couple of times and everything, but I will say it for her. Bailey, uh, Jolie called it. Uh, uh, Kayla, who's your tag team of the year? Um, golden role models. I really think that Bailey and Sasha um, were definitely one of the tag team. And like Jolie said, if you really, you know, used them right they could probably knock out every guy on the tag team roster <laughs> oh let's see if it's like for male i gotta go street profits and agree with david because it's like i love what they've done this year and everything and then of course for the for the women it's like sasha and bailey hands down casey okay first of all my male tag team is i want the smoke Gotta go Street Profits, hands down. <laughs> now, he says that the- and smoking the cigarette at the same time. <laughs> I yep, know. That's right. I must that. 
<laughs> Here, I'll put my pinky up and act like a lady. <laughs> but, uh-huh. and then, you give them the smoke. <laughs> no, I want to smoke what they're smoking. <laughs> <laughs> no, for the females, yeah, I'd probably have to go. Uh, I'd probably have to go the Golden Role Models. I hated them as a tag team because they were just so fucking annoying. When like they okay, let's put it this way: they were more annoying than the Iconics when I was watching them. <laughs> you know, yeah, and uh, yeah, I have to go with the Golden Role Models. I like them better separate, though. You know, I like Bailey's little you know shtick going on, like Jolie said with Bianca Belair, because it's like Sting and uh, Ric Flair. You know. Oh, really? I heard you talking shit about me. <laughs> Woo! No, I wasn't talking no shit about you. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> All righty. Okay. So the next category I want to address is favorite moment of the year. I'm thinking this might be unanimous, but let me know if you disagree. The, t- the favorite moment I think we may all possibly agree on is Edge returning at the Royal Rumble. Let's see. Does anybody have a different one? I I do. I do, too. Oh, okay. okay. All right. All right. Let's see. David, you first. Okay. My favorite moment of the year was the uh, in the triple threat intercontinental title match uh, when Sami Zayn handcuffed the ladder through Jeff Hardy's gauge. Um, Never seen anything like that. It was pretty awesome. That, for me, was a standout moment of the year. That borderline when uh, Randy Orton took a screwdriver to Hardy's ear. Jolie? So, I have two. The first one is um, when Becky relinquished the title to announce that she was pregnant. The second was when Keith Lee became double champion. I I love Edge. Edge is... My boy, I when he came out, me and my best friend popped so loud that my neighbors probably heard us. So, <laughs> and I live in a rural area, so they heard us. And again, Edge Edge is on my bucket list to meet. Seeing Keith win the titles, especially you know knowing everything that was going on in the world, going on in the United States, knowing that he just lost somebody that he loved and cared about, right. It meant more than Edge's return to me. And being a Becky fan, losing Becky for these nine months has... And you you honestly can see the the depth of the women's division lacking because she's not there. Right. So those were the two standout moments of the year because you have to remember Asuka's reaction to her finding out. Like, you know, that yeah, was... They didn't- that was the sweetest fucking moment. Nobody knew. Nobody. Right? So that was the sweetest fucking moment. Like, mother? And just the way that she acted and everybody backstage. And then Seth going canatonic until he took out Ray's eye. But still, I mean, that was probably, like, you know, the two standout stories of the year for me. So it was rank three, though. Like, and with Edge, so it's three total for me. All right. Kayla, do you have another favorite moment or are you going Edge? Um, my original was Edge, which obviously it was to see that, um, see him return, hear his theme. Um, 
I won't go into great detail, but uh, I actually kind of got to um, agree with Jolie on the whole Becky announcing that she, you know, she was pregnant. Just seeing Oscar like, you're going to be a mother? Oh, you know, it, it was just that moment. So definitely the edge and the Becky Lynch announcing that she's um, pregnant. So. Yeah. All right. Reggie, do you have a favorite one uh, or do you have another one or are you going edge? I have a list. I have, actually have a list. Okay. <laughs> I have a list. Best two came from the Royal Rumble. Best one being, of course, Edge. Royal Rumble. First of all, I hate you, Kevin Dunn. Those camera cuts were very annoying, very irritating. But watching <laughs> after the Royal Rumble when they took out Kevin Dunn errors and we saw Edge come out of the smoke with his face being emotional, I nearly cried because nine years ago, he had to retire. You saw it in his face. He didn't want to. And now here he is. He's getting to wrestle. And you could feel how much he was feeling it because fans were feeling I mean, people knew he was coming. But the reaction was just so emotional. And it, you could see from his face, he was holding back the tears. And he was happy. And those first few spears were the best, the best part of the year. Like, notwithstanding everything that started to happen in January, like, those moments from him coming out, him walking out of the smoke, him going to spear everyone, and then standing there looking at AJ Styles, Andrew McIntyre after that, that was amazing. <laughs> Kevin done you are not so, for those camera cuts. The second, <laughs> the third one, sorry, so sorry, sorry. The second one was Drew McIntyre eliminating Brock. That was big. Yes. I wanted Drew to win. And when he took him out, when he took Brock, it was just mind-blowing. Like, yes, somebody took Brock out. And of all the people, it was Drew. Let Drew win. Let them face each other. It was like the immovable object and the unstoppable force. Just like that, right there. And it just made everything so perfect. Away from that, Io Shirai winning the NXT Women's Championship, I was so happy because finally someone took it from Charlotte and it was you. Like, we wanted her to win for so long, even before she mm-hmm. became a heel, and now she's a tweener. But we wanted her to win, she wasn't winning, and now she, and she won it. And she, well, she didn't pin Charlotte, but she won, and it was amazing. She won, that's all that Second, matters. That's all that matters. <laughs> Second, whew, Second one, a sting. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, sting. Okay. Yeah. I didn't watch AEW. I just saw the tweets. I saw Evil Uno tweet, I am co workers with Sting, and I just lost it. And I went to watch. And do that moment from him coming, like, it was amazing. All, all the moments were amazing. All of them were amazing. Okay. Wow. And the first one, the first one is just that whole match between Walter and Ilya Dragunov. That whole match is a moment on its own. Oh, okay. NXT UK. Okay. That entire match is a moment on its own because of the style they wrestled and it was so big. I don't know if I could call it a moment. I don't know if I could. There is a part where, let me not talk about the part. As a wrestling thing, the match they had was big. Unfortunately, people didn't watch it, but that match, the whole match in itself, 
is big because of how they wrestled and the emotion they put behind it. I just love the whole thing. Sorry I took too much time, but I had a list. I have even more, but these are the five I want to talk about. Okay, cool. Right. No, awesome list, man. Awesome list. All right, Casey. All right. My favorite moment of the year is actually a tie. I have the Edge return, of course. Like, I lost my shit when he, when I heard that music come up. And I hate Alter Bridge, but I lost my shit when I heard that music. It's like, oh, fuck, the Rated R Superstar is back. You know, I was hoping we was going to get some Rated RKO, but it didn't work out that way. And then my other, my other hardcore moment of the year was when Alexa Bliss joined The Fiend. Like, she, she has just such charisma with him. It is awesome. You know, like if you wanted a twisted Alice in Wonderland, guess what? There you go. Five foot <laughs> one and blonde hair. <laughs> right. Now again, why can't every girl be more like Alexa Bliss? According to Bowling for Soup. <laughs> it's a song. It's it's really funny. You'll enjoy it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh yeah, no, it's like Becky stood out definitely for sure, because that's one that kind of etched in everyone's memory for oh, yeah. the year. And then, yeah. um, and then Jolie mentioned that Keith Lee winning. I actually did tear up a little bit when he won. I was so happy. I was so happy for him, even though it got spoiled. But just to actually, you just to actually see it and everything. And then plus, when he was, um, when he was uh, happy, uh, when he was like getting all emotional and everything, he said, "This mm-hmm. is for Texas," and just like, and of course, it's like I, I'm in H town, so it's like he, it's like. My Texas brother, it's like, oh, I was just so happy for him. Well, as long and... as you didn't say it's for Waco, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is about them spoiling it, especially with like people like Jericho po- reposting it. They did the classic WCW move when they announced that Mick Foley was going to win the title. Oh my gosh, and so many viewers switched the channel. Everybody viewed in to see this because it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. because it was just that iconic, that historic, and Keith Lee is that beloved. He is more beloved than majority of the AEW locker room at that moment in time. I'll tell mm -hmm. you straight up, to me, Keith Lee is the Black Vader, you know? (laughs) Like the dude has fucking skills and moves like Vader did, you know, 400 pound dude doing backflips off of the fucking top rope. Keith Lee's got that shit, even though he's only 350. (laughs) Keith Lee, that dude, he is going places. That's all I could say right there. That dude is going places. (laughs) Yeah. And then as far as like with the uh, Reggie, I'm sorry. Did you want to throw in one thing? Oh, no, no, no. Okay. No, but as far as like with the rumble and everything, it's like I got like an extra motions of it and everything because it's like I was actually there. The place went nuts, as y'all could probably det- y'all could detect that on the TV and everything. The first half of the rumble was boring as fuck. Drew, and then it's like when Keith came in, yeah, when the, it's like Keith came in, that kind of started the rumble for me. And then the best three moments of the rumble itself were edges return when drew eliminated Brock, the place went nuts. And then of course mm-hmm. with drew winning and everything, but uh, yeah, it's like edges return. It's like, for me, that just kind of topped everything. 
<sighs> All righty. So, male wrestler of the year. So, Reggie. I think you skip me on this one. I'll go next. Oh, skip. Okay. All right. I will skip you. Kayla. Plain and simple to the point, male wrestler of the year. Um, Drew McIntyre. Enough said. That's it. I mean, all right. Other than he's been ever since he's won on WrestleMania that moment, um, he beat Brock. Yes, that match was probably I wouldn't even say it was a minute. I mean, it was short and sweet to the point. But um, I believe that, you know, when he finally came back, yes, when he came back to NXT, he got he he was NXT champion and then he finally got to the roster and won the tag team titles a couple times. Um, but now that he's finally um, well worthy of his type of the WWE championship. Um, I mean, he's actually on top of his a game heel or face. He knows what he wants. And I actually really enjoy him being, you know, champion. So male the wrestler, uh, ugh, male of the <laughs> year wrestler goes to him. And just remember three, two, one claymore claymore all righty all right i'm sorry right. i'm back i'm back all right all right go ahead i'm back all, all right, right go ahead i'll go with sorry sorry I, I didn't mean skip me out and skip this but i had to step down out and take something that's fine um roman reigns okay roman reigns he hasn't been here for most of the year but Come back is the most important in the WWE right now. I mean, second to him, Jumanta has been amazing this year. Royal Rumble, his, the reactions he got after eliminating Brock Lesnar, the reactions he got after winning and winning the winning WrestleMania, oh, and then being a champion, he has done amazing. He has done such an amazing job. Like he is what the WWE wants. He has charisma, he has the look, he has the wrestling. But the person that they've been shoving on to so is now wanting me. And if you, I'm sure that if you told anybody here right now that you would like Roman Reigns in 2020, you would get someone to say, shut the hell up and get out. Fuck you. I hate you. You're a liar. Because we hated him so much just for being him and now we can't get enough of him i mean yeah. he is the most like he is the most talked about part of smackdown everything concerning him is the most viewed on youtube or like it's it has to be him i i okay. want to say drew mcintyre but simply because of how we have seen him i give it to him all right so we got we got drew we got roman david I'm going to go with uh, Finn Balor. Uh, okay. this, since his move to NXT, he has just completely revitalized himself. Um, and, he, I mean, he's a champ. He's, he's had a great year, uh, starting with his match at Worlds Collide against Dragunov. That was un- unbelievable. And he's all of his matches, very physical uh, He's actually going out there and putting his body on the line every time. Mm-hmm. And it's just been an impressive year for him. All righty. All right. Casey, muted. You're muted. There we go. I actually have a tie for my two. Right. And I'm going to go with uh, Keith Lee and Matt Riddle. All right. You're going to have to explain with me on Matt Riddle, buddy. <laughs> okay. Matt Riddle, 
the dude is he's bringing legitimacy back to the male side because he's a former MMA fighter. Now, I used to love Ken Shamrock. I loved Dan Severn back in the Attitude Era. So bringing Matt Riddle in is a good way to bring legitimacy back. Plus, on top of that, I mean, he's the ultimate bro. <laughs> Who doesn't want to sit out and smoke a bowl with Matt Riddle? <laughs> you know, he's got that big old mushroom tattooed on the side of him. It's like, yeah, we know what you're doing when you're off work, buddy. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but no, Matt Riddle has got fucking skills. Like, okay. the dude is spry as hell. He can jump all over the place. You know, he's got the submission skills. He's got, you know, it, he's basically a cruiserweight that will choke you out is my look at him. You know, okay. I mean, Keith Lee, we don't really have to explain that, you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> now, the only thing that pisses me off with Keith Lee is his new music. The one that he came, I, the, the one that he came to Raw with or the brand new one he has? Uh, whatever one is not the one that he had in NXT. <laughs> well, we can't help that now. Oh, I'm aware of that, but how am I supposed to bask in his glory if he doesn't? If the song doesn't tell me to bask in his glory. <laughs> you, you, you bask in his glory with a bask his presence. <laughs> well, nah. I'm telling you though, he that dude is going places. He's going. He's going to be the Black Vader. Mark my word, he's going to be right. the Black Vader. That dude's going to be doing moonsaults here shortly. And by the way, did you guys hear about the fact that uh? A bunch of the bigger guys have gotten sent to the performance center for twice weekly workouts because Vince McMahon lost his shit about them not being about it in the ring or something like that. Keith Lee is down there. Otis is down there. Almost is down there too. And there's like two other guys that got sent down there. I can't remember them off the flip. I know one of them's from Retribution. It's a Dio and then um, Dabakato. Yeah, Dio Madden. uh, Yeah. 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 And then uh, Arturo Ruas is like, yeah, I think he was was hurt. He was hurt. That's why he went down to NXT. He had surgery. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I heard. I heard. Hold on. I do know about the thing. Yeah. Gary Cassidy said that there is nothing about weight out there on the internet. That was actually something that somebody just added to be a fucking dick about it. I think. No, I'm sure it wasn't about the weight. I'm sure it was just a, the in-ring work with them. Yeah, because but... yeah, unfortunately with with um, with Keith, he's dealing with a lot of different wrestling styles. So I can understand sending him. And Otis, I think, is getting repackaged since they broke up him and Tucker. Yeah, I was not a fan of that. Um. Dio is just, he's got to work on some of his stuff. He's actually been kind of sloppy in ring. So actually, I kind of agree with that. Um, so Almost for sure, because I ain't never seen him do anything as yeah. far as, you know, picking somebody he's not, up. He's actually not done much in his wrestling career. Like, he is he is still, among the names, he is the only green one among them. I yeah. mean, even Double K2 has Yeah, he's the only greenhorn out of the five. Yeah, so, but yeah, the, the whole weight thing was something that somebody added as bullshit. Oh, yeah. I think it's because Gotta of, love the internet and body shaming, you know? I think it's because of Keith, that's why they went with the weight thing. Oh, I believe it. It's Otis as well, you know? Because yeah. Otis has got a big old belly, but you gotta remember, Otis was a, you know, he, he was in the Pan-American Games for Greco-Roman wrestling, man. Otis is a legit badass. You know, that dude will fuck you up. <laughs> you know, he's one of those ones that'll, you know, grab a hold of you and then twist off your head like a bottle cap because it's fun to him, you know? 
I'm hoping it's not anything serious. Like we'll get to see them again soon. Oh no! It's, I, it's just they got oh. you know mandatory workouts for twice a week for however many weeks they're going to do it because uh, Adam Pierce and uh, Drew Gulak are running the the training for them. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think yeah. I think it's just a bunch. Of, I think it's just a bunch of fine tuning stuff and everything just to get. Well, is it the style of wrestling? Like, well, you, you have to remember when you come to WWE, you have to wrestle WWE style standard. Yeah, you know. They've but got their way thinking, that they want to wrestle. Because I was but, thinking that was it for Keith. Because Keith is not the WWE standard big guy. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. And you got to remember that Keith Lee spent a lot of time on the independent circuit as well. Mm-hmm. Before he came to WWE. Right. Jolly, what were you going to say? It's also the fact that they don't have house shows. Where do these guys fine-tune all of their things? when they wrestle two to three house shows on top of Raw every week. So they don't have that. So this actually makes absolute perfect sense for some of the greener guys because we would see Dio in, in, a, um, in a Raw house show or a SmackDown house show. We would see Dijakovic and Keith Lee battling it out. We would see these guys wrestle more at house shows. But since we do not have that in this time right now, Unfortunately, that is um, why they're most likely setting them back down. And there's nothing wrong with it. And the people like, you know, making up conspiracy theories and cussing out Vince. There's other perfectly good reasons to cuss out Vince. Just he knows what he's doing with Keith. Keith is a Heyman guy. Paul Heyman is high on Keith Lee. Mm -hmm. Paul Heyman is high on Big E. So if Heyman is looking at these people, because those are not the he's also high on Mia Yim as well. So we're going to see what's going to happen. Like, I would love to see Paul Heyman start his own conglomerate and be the badass that he was when he was ECW. Oh, mm-hmm. Jolie, let's think about way back in his WCW days. I'd love for him to bring the Dangerous Alliance back. This is true. <laughs> yeah. You know? All right. So, all right, before, before we move to the next topic, Jolie, your male wrestler of the year. Um, everybody said Drew, Keith, Roman. I'm going to go Bray Wyatt, the fiend, because he has had the most interesting storylines starting all the way back with John Cena at WrestleMania, his mm-hmm. match with Braun Strowman, bringing that storyline back. Now his match with Randy, he has to be one of the greatest storytellers. And if you ever watched that FCW um, biography or like, uh, movie on documentary on WWE Network. You oh, back saw when he was Husky Harris. When you saw when he started bringing in the Wyatt, the Bray, and you just mm-hmm. saw how charismatic. And everybody talks about how charismatic he is. He has that way of making you love him, hate him, love to hate him, or hate to love him. He is just that amazing in his talents. He can talk. He can wrestle. You know, I look forward to the day that we actually get to see Bray Wyatt versus Keith Lee because that match will be will, would put Meltzler put Meltzler in a fucking coma because he wouldn't know how, what to do with it because he's a fucking dick. Fuck um, Dave Meltzler. <laughs> We're all on that same page. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, no, I think that. Bray Wyatt is my uh, male superstar of the year. 
All right. Perfect. All right. We got two more categories before we wrap this thing up and and sorry about this being so long folks and everything. All right. So female wrestler of the year, Dave. Okay. Female wrestler of the year. Um, I'm actually going to go with Thunder Rosa. Um, I feel like her exposure all like she's just been all over on all different programs and she's doing a hell of a job and she's come out of nowhere. Um, I'm a big fan and didn't know about her before this year. So I'd have to give her the female of the year. No, I actually didn't know about her until this year. And I actually got to meet her on Friday. And so she's absolutely, she's absolutely wonderful. I saw that on Twitter and I was super jealous. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) All right. Kayla. Female wrestler of the year. Um, I am actually going to go with the role model herself, Miss Bailey. Jump back where um, she started the heel turn, where she came out with the new haircut and everything, the attitude, the whole um, change. Um, then everything with her becoming Bailey Dostraps, becoming the longest reigning champion. She, um, everything with Sasha, she's just, I think the heel turn for her was probably one of the best she's done in a while. Um, So as far as female rest of the year, and definitely has become a bigger fan of hers. Um, I was a fan of hers when she was a hugger, but I felt like she just needed that grasp. She needed something (laughs) to pick up. Um, So, and she was actually on her um, a game defending it and everything. So, um, even just that little attitude just that she has, even in, just like how some wrestlers can just give the actions, but not have no words. Right. And there's two others in NXT that I'm not going to go into detail with, but their actions with no words are probably the perfect thing to go with. Her promos were awesome. Even if it was short and sweet, I'm here to kick your butt, you know, whatever. Um, but female wrestler of the year is definitely going, in my opinion, is definitely going, should be Miss Bailey. All right, Casey. Well, Obviously, I'm going to have to go with uh, Asuka because, I mean, why not? She's Asuka. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's, you know, she's another one of those girls that's, you know, the legit badass. What are you going to do? You know, you think you're going to beat Asuka? No one can beat Asuka. Longest <laughs> uh, NXT title reign in history. Right. You know. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. All right, Reggie. Okay, I'm, I'm also going to go with Bailey. I mean, this has been her year. Longest uh, female champion, longest SmackDown Women's champion. Everything she's done since the heel turn has been amazing. I mean, if, I'd never imagined she could trash talk the way she can trash talk. Her, mic, mm-hmm. her promo work, her mic work, her wrestling, everything. She can do a lot without saying anything and she can say something and you will hate her. I mean, she was a hugger. Now we, she's a role model, and we hate that she's a role model. But we also love it. But I think the best part <laughs> of her is her trash talking. I mean, she can trash talk and make you. Oh my god! But yeah, she. It's been her year, her reign as a champion, her attitude, her mic work, even what she did with Sasha. And I mean, we were invested, and in, we thought, we thought she would be the one to. Um, no, we thought she would be the one that Sasha would turn against, and she just flipped down the switch, and now here we are. I wish they okay. could do more with both of them. Like, 
revisit the feud again, but outside that, she, it's been her year. Best female okay. superstar. Cool beans. Jolie? Female superstar of the year? Oh, I would say Becky, but unfortunately, no. I'm actually going to have to go with the genius of the sky, Miss Io Shirai. She has put on five-star matches in every match that she has put on. She has elevated the likes of Shati Blackheart, Candice LeRae, Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair, Dakota Kai. She has done everything and anything to do to keep that title, and uh, I cannot wait to see who she faces next. Um, so my female superstar of the year is Miss Io Shirai. Alrighty. I know I haven't commented on a lot of these categories and everything, uh, but my female superstar of the year, and it's probably going to be a little biased and everything, but um, it's Sasha for me because it's like, she's finally getting into her own. I saw the, I saw the eye roll Casey anyways. (laughs) No, but it's like, she's finally getting her chance to, um, She's finally getting her chance at a long title reigns during the summer. She held all three titles at one time. I mean, at, during this year, she's held one, all three titles at one year at one time or another. And it's like, she's ever since she came back from SummerSlam last year, it's like, she's definitely changed. You definitely see a different side of her. And this is, she's finally got, and she's always had the respect, but she's finally been given the, the reins to push forward and i cannot wait to see how this title reign uh turns out and i mean and i swear it's like she better still have the title in, before and after wrestlemania and i'll just leave it at that all right so last category before we wrap things up match of the year and again with all these categories it could be from any promotion any show reggie your match of the year is. I have a lot of matches. <laughs> oh God! It's, very it's, indec- um, very undecisive. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been it's been. I have the one match I feel is the best. But I think this year alone, because everything that's going on, they've had to step up, and there have mm-hmm. been a lot of good matches. Okay. I took a look at Meltzer's list of matches. Five star, six star. We gave a six star this year. Five star, four star, four and a half. They had lots. And so they've, okay. this year has actually been good. And there are lots of names you could mention. Um, best friends in Santa and Ortiz. Uh, Paige and Omega and um, the Young Bucks. Amazing match. Okay. I mean, Sasha and Bailey. That match was out of this world. They pushed right. it to the limit. I mean, but. The best is from New Japan. <laughs> New Japan, NJP okay. Japan. And it was at Wrestle Kingdom 14, day 2, Tetsuya Naito and Kazuchi Okada. That too, for me, is the best match of the year. I could say a lot. All right. Had a lot. But it's basically because they took the match and the entire history between the two wrestlers, they just put it in showing a wrestling clinic that was built around the story of and it was amazing obviously they always have consistent good matches so there are a lot of PR matches that are the best but for me it was that one and there are a lot of other ones it's been a good year for us okay so okay so who were the two wrestlers again from New Japan (laughs) Tatsuya Naito and Kazuchika Okada okay okay perfect 
All right, New Japan. Hey, we don't. We barely talk about. We really don't talk about New Japan. So thank you for bringing that aspect to the. Uh, they are not being viewed, so it's normal. All right, that's cool. All right, David. Okay, uh, I have four because one of each category. So for tag team match of the year, I'm going to go with the uh, DIY versus Mustache Mountain at Worlds Collide. Um, for ladies, I have to go with Sasha versus Bailey at Hell in a Cell. That thing was amazing. It speaks for itself. Um, <clears throat> and then really the, the number, my favorite match of this year was war games. I thought that the, the men's war games match, they just blew it out. Um, I'm a huge undisputed era fan and watching them win after they've been losing and they, they kicked ass and they beat the shit out of Pat McAfee and he needed that ass kicking. And uh, yeah, I was a big fan of that match. Okay. Awesome. Uh, all right. Casey. Now my match of the year definitely goes to the fucking boneyard match. Okay. Like I understand that it's technically not a match. It was filmed over and over and all this other stuff, but no, the Boneyard match with Undertaker versus AJ Styles, definitely the highlight of my year. Seeing Undertaker <laughs> getting to ride out on his West Coast chopper, you know, which also Jesse James now lives in Texas. I don't know if you know mm-hmm. that or not. <laughs> okay. But, uh, yeah, the guy that made Undertaker's bike, he now lives in Texas. He used to live in Long Beach, California, ran a shop called West Coast Choppers. But, yeah. Okay, I, yeah. Seeing him, seeing him ride out, raise his hand when the when the house blew up it's like yep yep, we out (laughs) (laughs) cool beans deuces motherfucker deuces right Right. all right kayla match of the year (sighs) i don't know why you do this to me cat when i gotta choose sometimes um i got two (laughs) i got two match of the years um will be cody rose versus darby allen for the tnt championship um that was one that i really enjoyed um fortunately i didn't get to watch the pay-per-view but i did find the match online and watched it that was one hell of a match and match number two hell in a cell sasha banks versus bailey for the sasha uh for the sasha women's champion for the smackdown women's championship (laughs) but no those two matches stood out to me and i kind of got to agree with casey a little bit even though the boneyard match wasn't actually a match but bringing the you know motorcycle and basically i guess you can say that was his really his last match and seeing aj able to do that with the undertaker was really awesome so but my two matches is cody versus darby and bailey and sasha hell in a cell all right jester last but not least the floor is yours matches of the year i am going to do nxt raw smackdown so for NXT, I actually have two. The War Games with Undisputed Era and um, Pat McAfee's Bitches. Um, I love watching Kyle O'Reilly just go at it for that entire time. And um, so that was very good. And then I absolutely loved, after Keith won the double championships, and he gave Dijakovic... A match that match is definitely one of my favorite matches between the two of them for raw 
I would honestly have to say the Drew and he'll laugh at this one. The Drew and Dolph Ziggler hardcore for Ziggler only match. (laughs) Okay. Because of all the shit that Drew went through and he still won the match. And for SmackDown, it would have to be Sasha versus Bailey, Hell in a Cell. Because Sasha deserved to finally win in the cell and deserves a long SmackDown title reign that she honestly fucking deserves. Perfect. That that's a good that that's a that's a good trio right there. And I would like to say the biggest upset for myself, I know this isn't in there, but was when Vince McMahon fired Zelina Vega, aka Triath and Adad. I am very pissed off that they did that. They need to get their heads out of their asses about you people using Twitch, YouTube, TikTok. They just need to pull their heads out of their ass on that one. Yeah, that was kind of a shocker of the year and everything. Um, yeah, my match, my match of the year is uh, Hell in a Cell for sure with Sasha and Bailey. Uh, one match re- it was actually very recent and everything that it was I was not expecting was Finn versus Kyle O'Reilly. That one shocked the hell out of me, especially with how brutal those two got. And then um, with Keith Lee and Adam Cole for the double for the double championships, that was a standout one for me right there. I think ooh, it was the first ooh. time. I forgot the Keith the uh, the Finn versus Adam Cole match too for the title NXT Championship. That was a fucking banger as well. I forgot about that match. Thank you, Cat. That match is why I chose Finn as as the top guy for the year. Okay. Was that it better was than the best one that ended in it? Was it a double disco? I, I don't remember how that one ended. Was it better than the huh? first one? Oh, oh, Jolly. Was it better than the ending of the of the uh, what? Iron Man? The no, the Iron Man. The, the Iron, when the mother went no contest. Actually. I don't know which. I think I the that entire. I think that entire, the, that the Iron Man match and that was just it. Absolutely, honestly, put both Adam and Finn above everybody else on that roster to uh, actually have them go up and get catch lightning in the bottle like those two did with those two matches. Because you can't, you can't. I can't say which match was better because they were both just that fucking epic. And the Finn O'Reilly match was the first time I had seen O'Reilly be like that hard. Like, usually when I see him, he is a tag team competitor. I've never really seen him be pushed and pushed like that. So that was also amazing. Mm -hmm. All right. I mean, overall wrestling, I mean, the wrestlers had to deal with a lot in 2020. They definitely had to change up gimmicks and change up styles and how they presented it. But overall, it's like we definitely agree that they did they did the absolute best that they can and definitely gave us some moments to uh take away from the year and hopefully 2021 will get back to some sense of normalcy we have for this week of uh, the queen's takeover thanks again to reggie casey david for joining us this has been like absolutely awesome thank you so much for joining us today again um so that's all we have for this episode of queen's takeover uh thank you for joining us and tune in next time as the takeover continues y'all have a good one